0: Welcome to Cryptozoology with Dr. Daisy. I'm Dr. Daisy Fiore, and I research, write, and read everything you hear on this podcast. I hold a PhD in anthrozoology, an MA in anthropology, and a long fascination with the world's lost and undiscovered creatures. So join me on a journey to explore what may be lurking in the corners of this fascinating place we call planet Earth. Welcome to season two of Cryptozoology with Dr. Daisy. A huge shout out to all my listeners. There are over 3,000 of you now. I love that you're all loving the podcast, and I hope to continue bringing you interesting content. I've already purchased my ticket for the Florida Bigfoot Conference in June, so look forward to some thoughts on that and more Bigfoot content, which I know is popular. But for today's cryptid, we're taking a trip to Africa. Listener Marie requested an episode on the Nandy Bear, and it was the kick in the pants I needed to finally tackle this one. The Nandy Bear is a cryptid of East Africa and is named after the Nandy tribe of Western Kenya. For those of you that don't know, my PhD work was in Kenya, so this is a cryptid that's both near and dear to my heart and that I have some insight on. I'll also be traveling back to Kenya this summer, so I just might have a little more insight on it later. First, let's establish what the Nandi Bear isn't. It isn't a bear. No one is really claiming that it is. The name Nandi Bear is, of course, a name given to the creature by colonial settlers. They named it after the Nandi tribe, who inhabit the region of western Kenya where it is found, and an animal familiar to them, a bear. The only bear that lived in Africa in modern times was the Atlas bear, which lived in northern Africa and likely went extinct in 1870. Indigenous names for the Nandi bear include the chemosit, the Carrot, the Kodolio, the ngoloco, the Duba, or the Samburu Nkampit, and I'm sure I botched all of those. The description of the Nandi bear is of a carnivore with a sloping back and high shoulders. It's described as something being over four feet tall, nocturnal, and able to stand on its hind legs. It's also purported to have reddish hair. There are reports that it jumps fences and drags off children at night, which is not actually out of the realm of possibility of African carnivores in general. Now many, including Josh Gates and his Nandy Bear investigation, have noticed the similarity of the reports and descriptions of the Nandy Bear to hyenas, especially the sloping back, which is something hyena are known for. Thus, most in the scientific field have dismissed the Nandy Bear as a misidentified spotted hyena. I would be perfectly willing to accept that if it was only colonial settlers reporting it. Since it is pretty difficult to see what you're seeing out in the bush, and especially at night, misidentification can happen. But since the local tribes have a history of identifying this creature and have discussed it at length, that seals the deal for me that it isn't only misidentifications leading to Nandi bear stories. I have worked extensively with pastoralists in East Africa, in my case with the Maasai, And if they say this animal is not a hyena, but a separate species, I believe them 100%. The people of East Africa are either hunter-gatherer cultures or semi-nomadic pastoralists, like the Maasai. The Nandi are slightly more sedentary than the Maasai, as the increased rainfall in the western highlands where they live allows for more agriculture. But they still practice pastoralism, and thus they would need to move around the landscape significantly. African pastoralism isn't like ours. It requires a lot of movement. They don't keep cattle in paddocks and feed them grain. They allow them to roam over hundreds of miles and move to good areas of grass depending on the season. This requires people to be extremely familiar with the land, the climate, and the animals they live with, especially the carnivores that pose a threat to the livestock, I have walked with Maasai who could offhandedly point out where an elephant rolled, where a hyena walked, and where a badger sniffed. They can identify carnivores by sound, by smell, by track, and from huge distances. What they do not do is mistake a hyena, which is an animal they're extremely familiar with, for an unknown creature. If the people of East Africa say there is a separate animal, which we are calling a an Nandi Bear, then to me it absolutely exists or existed, because sightings have been declining since colonization. I think it's entirely possible that the Nandi bear is now extinct. But what could it have been? Let's go over some of the sightings. The first two sightings by Westerners both took place at Wasingishu in Western Kenya. This is after settlers had learned about the animal from the Nandi tribe. The first two sightings were very sparse. The first sighting was just someone seeing it on a rock from a distance, and they thought it looked kind of bear-like, so they called it the Nandy Bear. In the second sighting, in 1912, it allegedly tried to enter a camp and was chased off by dogs. Now, in that sighting, they also described the noise it made, which they described as kind of a yowling noise, which hyenas make a lot of noises, but the one they're most famous for is this kind of whooping noise. Most sightings were brief until we get to one Douglas Hutton. In 1957 or 1958, it's unclear which, he shot two animals in Nandy County. He sent the carcasses back to his tea tea factory where several people saw them. Those people were interviewed in the 1980s and gave a description of carnivores with sloping backs that stood three feet at the shoulder and had heavy manes of hair and broad chests. They emphasized that they had broad forelimbs and shorter hindlimbs. This certainly sounds hyena-like, but they claimed that they were not hyenas. Now, the long period of time between viewing the animals and talking about them has some alarm bells ringing for me. These accounts may not be entirely reliable. Luckily, the skeletons of these animals were sent to the National Museum, where they were identified as giant forest hyenas. Then, of course, the skeletons went missing forever, as they do. So what on earth is a giant forest hyena? That's a great question. The answer is it's an animal that is only now recorded as being synonymous with the nandy bear. It's not a species that is or ever was recognized by science. There are no specimens and no scientific name. Yet someone at the National Museum in Kenya identified these skeletons as belonging to this animal that apparently no one else had ever heard of, which is really strange. Now what it reminds me of is Pachycrocuta. Pachycrocuta is a genus of extinct giant hyena. The first fossils of this genus are from East Africa. Over time, they spread all across Eurasia, and they're thought to have gone extinct about 500,000 years ago. But as is often the case with cryptozoology, we have to ask, What if they didn't? What if a population or populations of giant hyenas survived in East Africa until modern times? It doesn't seem all that far-fetched. A small population persisting in the East African highlands until colonialism drove it to extinction seems kind of like the best explanation for the local stories of the nandy bear and the sightings after colonization. The most recent sighting was in 1998. A couple driving in western Kenya saw an animal sitting in the road. They claimed to have gotten a good look at something that they described as hyena-like, but much bigger. Now there are other explanations for the Nandi Bear. Some say it could be the Atlas Bear. I find this kind of doubtful, as the descriptions aren't really all that bear-like. Bears are also not as ferocious as the tribes describe the Nandi Bear as being. Another favorite theory is it could be a surviving member of the extinct Chalica theory. These were animals with sloped backs and large forelimbs ending in claws. Sounds good, right? Except Chalica theory was a grazing herbivore, so it's doubtful. Some have suggested a primate, such as a gorilla or a baboon, as the culprit. As a primate person, I have to say definitely not. Gorillas are extremely shy. They're not attacking people out of the blue. They're hardly coming out of the forest at all. So the reports of them coming down to camps or stealing kids or scaling walls are just not consistent. Now baboons can be that bold, but really only when they're in groups. So I have a really hard time believing that anyone's misidentifying a group of baboons as an Andy bear. Others have suggested lions, leopards, and even honey badgers. But these are all pretty well-known species, and it would be unlikely that they would be mistaken for something unknown, even by settlers. To me, the most likely explanation is a species of hyena undocumented by mainstream science. Whether that's Pachycrocuta or something else, I guess remains to be seen. After the 1998 sighting, there have been no known sightings of the nady bear that went public raising the possibility that the creature, whatever it was, is extinct. They wouldn't be the first. African wild dogs have gone locally extinct in parts of East Africa due to distemper and rabies brought by herding dogs. Will they be the last? That remains to be seen. Habitat loss since colonization has put most native carnivores in East Africa at risk, including lions and leopards. The idea that we lost a large carnivore before we even got the chance to describe it is unfortunately not far-fetched. To me, the oral tradition of this creature by local cultures precludes it from being a cryptid. But as we always do, we have to look at it from an ecological perspective. Is there the right environment, food source, and evolutionary history for a large unknown species of hyena or other large carnivore? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We know that large species of hyenas lived and evolved in this area. We know that there's a food source for them. There's lions and leopards and other hyenas in this area. And we know that this is the right environment for them. Not only did they evolve here, but there's other members of similar species still living here. There's nothing preventing them from being there now. Nothing that is except us. I hope sometime soon I hear about another nandy bear sighting. But I fear this creature may never have the chance to leave the halls of cryptozoology and be properly discovered. It's unlikely that we would find many skeletal remains if they are indeed living in the forests and wetter parts of western Kenya, as that's not really a place where fossils or sub-fossils are likely to preserve. So short of further sightings, unfortunately the Nandi Bear may have to stay as a cryptid. But, of course, as always, keep on looking and keep on hoping. When I visit East Africa this summer, I intend to ask people about the nandy bear. Hopefully, I'll hear about some more recent sightings. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cryptozoology with Dr. Daisy. For more content, follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube or subscribe to the blog at cryptozoologywithdrdaisy.com. I'll see you next time and don't forget to keep exploring. After all, you never know what you might find out there.